Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. We are back again for the Screen the Screener Podcast, folks. It is Wednesday, November 2nd. This is Mike Randall here with Gus Kearns as always. Gus? Uh, Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, however you may be listening to the Screen the Screener Podcast, everyone. And don't ever question our dedication to this podcast because... To let you know right now, it is the sixth inning of Game 7 of the World Series. Right now, the Cubs are up 5-3 over the Indians. We have no idea who's going to win. But you know what we're talking? We're talking college basketball. Mike Randall, in-game update. In-game update, folks. So hopefully you will will listen to this uh, and you're watching the game. But we're so psyched, Gus. The regular season starts next Friday, November 11th. We're a little over a week away. My heart's pounding. I think we can start getting a little giddy about the season. The baseball season is coming to an end. Football season is hitting its midseason lull. Your favorite team may find its bye. Uh, College football season has kind of just caught your attention with the playoff show on Tuesday night. But really, the big news is NCAA basketball season is going to get started next week. And, and, And that's exciting. And Gus is excited. Gus is certainly more excited than the 16 total rushing yards that Russell Wilson has right now, by the way, which is not helping my fantasy team, Gus. In Russell, we trust... Come on, Seahawks! Just a just a five yard run, Gus. That's all I'm looking for on Sunday. Anyway, we got the they got the bells at home. I think they'll be all right. Anyway, so we have a bunch of stuff to talk to you about today. We're going to start with a celebration because I believe Gus' life is about celebrations. We don't have enough. We are very very happy. We're going to celebrate that Isaiah Brock can actually play college basketball. Let's talk about it. So we went ahead and gave you a preview of the teams that we really enjoyed, really liked, really looking forward to watching last few podcasts. Uh, Mike gave you his uh, Randall rant on the Phi Slamma Jamma, uh, which was, a, again, a celebration of something amazing. I may leave right now and watch it again. <laughs> Just please, if you haven't put your eyes on it, please put your eyes on that 30 for 30. It was amazing. We use the dunk to intimidate. We use the dunk to humiliate. So along with uh, the celebration of those teams, that program, um, we wanted to celebrate that Isaiah Brock, uh, an incoming freshman at Oakland University, is eligible to play college basketball this season. We would like to congratulate the NCAA for finally getting it right after a bunch of deliberation. Uh, We would like to congratulate Oakland University and uh, Greg Camp, Coach Camp for extending the invitation to Isaiah. Uh, Smart man. To Isaiah well Brock. done. And we just want to go ahead and try to recap the story a bit for you, so you're educated on this because this is something that sports brings to light. That this happens kind of every day in every walk of life, but because it just happens to be in a sport that we love and, and has media attention. It's bringing light. It's illuminating us to to view and celebrate bigger things. Yeah, and and what I love about this, Gus, is the fact that life is not black and white. We have to have rules, otherwise we'll have anarchy, and we have to have discipline. But there needs to be exceptions for rules. We need to sit back and use that, are we getting this right summary thought process? And the NCA was not doing that. But they did come to their senses about Brock. So we'll go ahead and try to rehash some of the story for you and recap it. 
um, and then you know celebrate that he is eligible to play for the Grizz this year. Um, so we wanted to start with uh, he's he's 22 years old. Uh, Greg Camp, who you might have remember his name last year, he cut co- he got to coach Kay Felder, um, who was a numbers machine last year. No, no one loved. Kay Felder more than me. I moved on to Dylan Brooks, okay? okay? But no one loved Kay Felder. I wanted him in the tournament so badly, and I was so happy to see him get drafted with the 54th pick uh, with the Atlanta Hawks. Well-deserved. And you know what? I, I think at last check, I think he was on the Cavalier bench. He is. Yeah. And, and when you do the drive and kick with LeBron, Kay will make those shots. I think it will. T- I think he will, too. Um, Buckets. He had Benson a few years back, uh, who was also an NBA player. He always plays a, an aggressive schedule early. Um, That's the way he's to do al- it. He's always upset ready. Yep. Um, Camp does it the right way for a mid-major. Um, so we want to go back and, and tell the little story about Isaiah Brock. Uh, uh, Camp and a whole bunch of other coaches uh, went overseas uh, to run some clinics and some tournaments uh, for some of the U.S. soldiers. Uh, it just so happens that he went to where uh, Brock was serving. Uh, they go ahead and run their scrimmage, and Brock, Brock obviously really stands out as an athlete. Um, he was a six-foot uh, guard in high school and then shot up eight inches uh, once he joined the military. Uh, so he has all these guard skills and this big body, which is like a familiar story. Um, and Brock served in Kuwait. He served in Afghanistan. Much respect. Uh the thing that really catches your attention with this story is the service that he provided to our country, the service that he provided to the country in his, uh, uh, in with his troops. You can't, you can't tell me that someone who graduated in 2011 then serves for four years in the army should be held accountable for what they did in 2011. So he served over four years, and during his service, his job was extracting soldiers from the battlefield. Wow, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. I mean, all those jobs. Much respect for our military, protecting our country, especially now with what goes on in the world. It's crazy, but that job is even more impressive. I mean, my goodness, gosh, he, he he's he's been in firefights. Uh, he's been on the front line of battle for our country. Yeah, I think he'll be okay taking a free throw at the end of the game. I think I, so. I kind of think he can handle that pressure, don't you? Yeah. So uh, his story is a similar story uh, for many, you know, uh, student athletes in high school. Uh, he, he had low test scores that didn't meet the academic standards. Yep. Uh, the grades that he received in certain classes didn't meet the NCAA uh, provisional standards. Um and so he was originally ruled ineligible as a student athlete at Oakland. Um, the scholarship that he was awarded by Coach Camp was still in place, and he was able to practice with the team. So while he was doing this, he took two summer classes, A's and B's, two online classes, A's and B's. Right. He took, folks, he took classes. It's not like he at, never educated himself since 2011. Oh, by the way, he was serving in the Army, so one could argue that would be fine. But he did take and did very well in classes. So he showed that he can handle a college workload. Uh, he's a decorated Army war veteran. He's the, he served the National Defense Service Medal, among many other accolades, uh, awesome. for his service Just for awesome. our country. Um, so 
he's had such an impact at Oakland already on his teammates and on the university that he's already taken to tutoring some of his fellow teammates. This story just gets even more ridiculous. I, I don't even know we have, why we to wait this long, but go ahead. So the original ruling for the NCAA goes ahead and tells uh, uh, Coach Camp and uh, Isaiah Brock that he can uh, keep his full scholarship. Now you may ask, like, why is the GI Bill not involved here? Mm-hmm. Uh, when the GI Bill is put into place uh, and uh, a soldier goes ahead and goes to college, there are some financial holes mm-hmm. in the GI Bill that – a athletic scholarship has more coverage uh, for the student athlete or for that or for that student right, um, right. than the GI Bill. Not poo pooing the GI Bill or saying it's a bad idea, but it just gives more coverage uh, and gives the student athlete a little bit more, uh, uh, gives them a little bigger cushion. Um, uh, so he was ruled that he can practice, but he could not play. So Brock and Oakland and Coach Camp obviously put up an appeal. Darn right, they should have. Um, so I think. Our biggest problem with this is that why couldn't this be right the first time? Yeah, it, it shouldn't. You know, the appeal process, everything. And don't compare it to the pros. I don't want to hear about when Dominican Sue steps on someone's ankle and there's an appeal. This one is logical. I don't understand why when this situation first came up, the ruling didn't even come – it came out negative. I, we just told you the story. You're sitting on the other end. You're listening to this podcast right now. Are you voting that this guy should not play? I, we don't even know why it got to that point. So, I think what we're uh, what Screen the Screener is is trying to champion here is that Brock's life experience should absolutely trump any number or letter grade on a piece of paper or a transcript, without question, every single time, every time, and. We at Screen the Screener would have just allowed him to play without taking classes. I can say this, Gus. I understand why they needed to see some sort of academic record. I do. Sure. We would have just put him through because let's look at the big picture here, Mm -hmm. what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But I get it. He still had that. So there was no excuse. I I mean, is being in a firefight on enemy ground, isn't that good enough to make up for maybe a D in in a high school math class? Come on. Of course. Um, Screen the screener shouts yes, announces yes, over and over and over again that that yes, that should trump that every single time. Yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, clap it up. Well done. We're very happy um, that we're going to see him on Oakland. Very happy for Isaiah Brock. We love the small school. We love Oakland. Dangerous. I wanted Felder in that tournament. I think he could have been a first-round pick if he got a little more exposure. So we're so, so happy for the Oakland group. So if you... Or, you know, have the opportunity to see him play in person. Please give him a standing ovation if he is in the starting lineup. 100%. And and applaud his efforts for his country and applaud that the NCA got it right on this one. And you know what, you know what I was thinking too? Like what? during the appeals process? Yeah. Like wouldn't just a letter or a note or a phone call from some of the illuminaries would have got this done in two seconds? Yeah. What, I, what, 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 what if David Robinson calls? Sure. Sure. No, po- possibly the the most decorated, most famous uh, uh, military graduate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. In the NBA. What absolutely. about what what about Coach K? Yep. West Point ties. Yep. What about Coach Knight? You know, and, they, like, and a they, call from any one of those guys definitely would have pushed this in the right direction a lot quicker. No doubt. And I feel like they were waiting in the background to see if this went through. I could not envision a situation where this appeal would have been 
rule that he could not play, he could only practice. I feel like one of those would have said something. But we agree whether it's Robinson, Shashevsky, Knight, somebody could have right. could have stepped up. And and tying in nicely to what we're going to talk about in a minute, what we mentioned last time, mm-hmm. speaking out now, especially with social media, just comes with the territory. Remember, Michael Jordan had criticized for many, many years about not getting involved in political issues. But you've seen now with LeBron and a lot of the other big-time athletes, you have this form. You've been blessed. You have this ability where you're going to have to affect so many people who follow you. I mean, they don't follow the math professor this much. You don't have that many math professors getting Twitter followers Mm -hmm. like the people we're going to talk about in a minute. You have to use it to your advantage. Uh, And then I think the last thing, if you just wanted to know more information about the story, we highly suggest uh, Gary Parrish's article, Definitely, uh, CBS Sports. It's a great read. He did an unbelievable job with it, much like he does with everything else he puts his energy towards. Um, So if you need more information, just go Google that. Google Gary Parrish, CBS Sports, and Isaiah Brock. That article will come up and you'll be really educated on the situation. Um, we applaud him for bringing, um, uh, putting some light and a spotlight on the situation. Yep. Um, and we're just, again, celebrate, clap it up yeah. that Isaiah Brock gets the play. Very happy. Gary Parrish, great article. Thank you. NCA, you got it right. Nice job out of you. That's our first story. Now where are we going to go? You know where we're going to go? We're going to reflect back upon what we were talking about a little bit last podcast. Down screen. Back screen. Down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we're gonna head back to Wisconsin. Uh, we 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 introduced uh, and talked about these guys a bit last time during our our team preview. Uh, we talked about Nigel Hayes. We talked about Bronson Conning, um, and we talked about them as players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Hayes being the preseason Big Ten Player of the Year. Yeah, I gotta tell you, we we had uh, another great article uh, by. Um, by Matt Norlander and the CBS Sports crew that talked about, I think it was CBS Sports staff, everybody together, talked about their preseason All-American team. Sure. Um, to me, Nigel Hayes is going to be a first-team All-American. I- I'm saying it now. Wow. I-, I-, I just, he's back. He's smart. That team is loaded. And we'll get into this a little later. Yeah. But to me, Nigel, you are a first-team All-American player. Wow. People are ranking you down because all these super frosh that come in, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, Scalabassier also in Kentucky was a super frosh. Okay. And he's not first-team All-American. So Good point. Um, sorry. Huge fan of Wisconsin this year. Mm. Down screen, back screen, pull it out. Koenig for three. Xavier, see you later. I, I, I love Nigel Hayes. Love this year. He's going to be a big-time player. Uh, and then, you know, Bronson Canning is also up for the Bob Cousy Award as one of the best point guards. So, like, them as players are – we could talk about that alone, mm-hmm. but we're not going to talk about that alone. We're going to okay. go ahead and bring up some of the other things that are making them special yeah. and making them really unique student-athletes this year. Because in about nine days, Gus, we're going to have all the content we can handle on how they play. So right now, let's use the form. Go ahead. So uh, Screen to Screener feels really strongly about the positive actions that both Hayes and Koning have done thus far this year. And hopefully we'll continue throughout the season because as more lights are on them, more cameras are on them, more microphones are pointed towards, towards them, we hope that they're going to continue the fine work that they've, they've put up this summer. Yeah, and, and those guys, they're, they're very well-spoken. They're smart Unbelievably guys. well. They're well-spoken. Remember the whole thing with uh, Hayes, with the microphone was on, about the, the, the reporter? Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, they're the normal guys. They're well-spoken guys. They speak out. And, and what happens is when you come up with something like this, there's shock value, right? It says he puts a sign, game day, right? But then you get to sit back and listen to the argument, and it becomes a very philosophical, intelligent discussion. And Koenig and Hayes both have great topics. So that I think that's the point that we appreciate 
about both of these student athletes, and you, you mentioned this, they're starting the conversation and pushing it in the right direction. Um, I don't know why the NCAA isn't like running a whole bunch of ads with the featuring these two guys and what they've decided to do with their extra time and how they're devoting their attention. Oh, my I, friend, those ads will be there once we get to the final four. You can mark that one down. That'll be um, a Randall rant coming on that one a little bit. So, you know, we talked about how uh, Isaiah Brock's um, high school uh, high school credits or lack thereof should be trumped by his life experience. And how about this? How about Hayes and Koning should get, like, I don't know, like college course credits for what they've done over the summer? Even, like, how about, how about that as an idea? Like, can you just remember? I'm going to go a little tangent here. So can you remember the art class, the art appreciation class that you had? Uh, and then you had to go visit a couple of museums, take a look at a couple of uh, uh, sculptures. And, and if visiting those museums didn't count, my friend, my art would not have gotten me through that class on skill alone. Yes. Um, and, and you had to hand in um, some sort of assignment of you going to visit or be in the same room or the same company as that art. And then that counted as a grade. Are you telling me that the risks and the voice and the opinion that Nigel Hayes is putting out there to be consumed by the entire American public via Twitter, via game day, via uh, – via uh, 2016's uh, NCAA tournament uh, stage and uh, uh, podiums, um, like, that's got to be worth something. That's got to be yeah. worth as much as like the art class. Sure. Even, even if they just say to them, guys, we recognize what you did this summer. You were politically active, really ed- educating our students and, and people who follow us in college basketball across the country. Can you put together a presentation for class? Perfect. Some just something that a culminating project Guest and we'll give you the credit. Speaker. Yeah. Guest speaker. Oh, Professor Smith is gonna ask uh, Nigel to present his idea right. on behind That's putting it. that sign up. That's it. Yeah. Nine nine AM Tuesday, Nigel Hayes in the auditorium doing yeah. a presentation. One hour long bang, you get credits. Yeah. So uh, Hayes is willing to take on all of Twitter with his acknowledgments. It's worthy. It's brave uh, on social injustice, on college athletes getting paid. Like that's got to be worth some sort of like class group project or, or, or guest speaker project grade for a college level course. Heck, he should be he should be like the guest speaker in the human communications class. Yep. That's what he yep. should be doing on campus right now. So screen the screener. Yes, Nigel, we love your passion. We love your effort. We love your attention. We love the thoughtfulness behind your tweets, your comments. Please carry on with your fine, worthy work as a leader in your community, a leader as your team, um, your nation, and your country. Your parents, your family, and your university must be unbelievably proud of you. I bet they are glowing with how you're presenting yourself and how you are growing as a student athlete. No doubt. And this is where college basketball trumps the other sports because it's not six days of preparation. I'm nothing with football, but we're talking three months, multiple games. You're going to see him multiple times, big Monday, big Wednesday. He has opportunities that flow throughout the season where this is going to be talked about. So I hope the conversation just keeps going. Yeah, keep it going. Keep, keep the fire you know, throw some more, uh, you know, brush on there and keep the fire going. So if you want to know more about um, Nigel Hayes, what he's trying to do, what he stands for, some of his opinions, um, very similar to visiting Gary Parish's, please go check out the Undefeated 
and the article on, article. on Nigel, yeah. Nigel Hayes. Um, it talks about a number of different things in there. So just hit up the undefeated and um, check out the Nigel Hayes article. It'll really open your eyes on what he's trying to do and Definitely. some of his opinions. Great article. Yeah. Um, and then the other Wisconsin player that we uh, talked about last podcast as well. Um, we talked about his big shot from the corner against Xavier. We talked about um, we talked about him being uh, one of the best point guards in the country, possible first team All Big Ten. Um, Bronson Koning. His views stand just as critical as Hayes' smart beliefs and comments. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say maybe in some way they might be even more important. Conning, just like Hayes, is attempting to preserve something sacred to him, sacred to the country. And Hayes, like on all of his views on, on lives and broken laws, Conning has views on native lands and broken treaties. Being a green-minded individual as I am, I love spending time outside, whether it be on the blacktop, on the playground, in the garden, or on a trail. Land is crucial to human happiness. Conan gave up a free weekend protesting, praying, and protecting open land that was open to be taken by big business and government. A treaty was broken to make this Dakota pipeline, and Conan thought that that was the wrong thing to do, and he went and stood his ground with his people. Please keep bringing practice to un- bring attention to unjust practices, Koning. Please just imagine the ten-page paper he could put together on this topic after the time he spent with his protest with the people on location. That's like an A plus waiting to happen in a three-credit course. Yeah, and what I believe happened there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is they were going to run the pipeline through a certain area that did not affect the land of the Native Americans. And then because they thought it was going to somehow affect the water source, yeah. they, Na- decided Na- Native to af- waters. they decided to affect the water source of the Native Americans mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. – well, I'm sorry. Are we now picking one group of people over another? Uh, so, terrible. I, this may be a bit of a reach, but I feel this strongly about Bronson, and I think he's hopefully going to have this big of an impact uh, this upcoming season. Like, Think about the last great Native American athlete in our nation. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we going to go all the way back to Jim Thorpe? One of the best ever. One of the best athletes of all time. So if we're reaching back that far and comparing uh, Bronson to Jim Thorpe, I hope he keeps using his platform in the community to bring attention to otherwise ignored topics and passions. Great point. And you know how good Jim Thorpe was because Jim Thorpe is the guy that Jim Brown talks about. Whenever everybody talks about how great Jim Brown was and you go talk to Jim Brown, he refers it back to Jim Thorpe. Um. If you want to get more educated on Koning and and his pipeline protest, um, we're going to direct you in the direction of uh, Andy Katz. He just did a nice little write-up really nice. on, yeah. on what was happening, um, the actions that Koning took, and um, and a little he gave a little experience of uh, what happened for that particular weekend. And again, I can't say enough how impressed Screen to Screener is with yeah. both Nigel. And Bronson. Uh, another clap. Another clap. Yeah. Claps going yeah. on. Another great job, guys. Um, and we haven't even talked about like what we think Wisconsin's going to do in the Big Ten or make the Sweet Sixteen or a Final Four. Oh, my friend, they're going to do well. <laughs> they're going to. They're all back. Coach Guard's back. Everyone's there. Down screen, back screen. It's twenty-eight to four in every game, and you're like, we're not going to score twenty-six points. There's no chance. Hey, and the last thing I think we need to talk about with uh, the Wisconsin guys is something that we brought up a little bit last time, and uh, you know, we made the connection um, to Phi Slamma Jamma with this. 
uh, is that Coach Gar should really be commended for allowing his student athletes to go ahead and have this voice because not every coach in the country in any sport would allow their student athletes to speak out this broadly, uh, this strongly and this loudly on things that they feel really strongly with Definitely for fear of the kickback. Yeah, and, and he encourages it. He's not only sitting there, he's supporting it, he's encouraging it, which yeah. is a big difference. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, a kudos to Coach Gar and uh, Wisconsin. You should just be proud of your student athletes and what they're trying to stand up for. Really, really impressive stuff. Yeah, great guard last year, folks. If you forget, was named the Jim Fallon National Coach of the Year by CollegeInsider.com. It's given annually to the person who's the top coach in Division I. Um, Bo Ryan leaves 13 games in. He takes over, um, makes a nice run there in the tournament as a, what was it, I think it was a 10 seed. Uh, they were the 7 seed. 7 seed, 7 seed. Yeah. I mean, a nice run by them. So uh, this is a guy who's got some credit. This is a guy who's got a good team. He's encouraging his seniors to be the leaders that they are. We commend him. Wow. What, Great what, job. What leaders? You couldn't ask for better leaders. Holy smokes. Um, hey, do you want uh, do you, do you to do some bold predictions I, I lo- or I prognostications? I, I, I can't wait. I love your bold predictions. Okay. I love when you say them. I, I am so excited for this segment. Okay. Tell them about what we're going to do. Okay. So here's what we're going to try to do. Every podcast, uh, Mike and I will go ahead and make some bold predictions slash prognostications, right? So what we're going to do with those is we're just going to play like. I like playing like. So the way that we're going to play like is I'll, one of us will throw all of these prognostications out. We either, and we're going to tell you if we like it or not and how much we do or not. And, and there's three levels that we can like it. <laughs> okay. I like, right. I like the so, levels. So Gus, Gus is going to do the predictions and I'm going to react. Um, and you may have figured out that I'm more of a react guy at this point. Anyway, so – uh, we're, the first thing you can say is likewise. That means – so if he, he gives a prediction. I say, yeah, likewise. That's going to mean I totally agree with it. I'm on board, lock, locked in, totally for it. Okay. Second level will be like, whoa. Whoa. Right? Meaning like, whoa. I, I like it. It's just – it's a little bold. Okay, not sure if I'm 100% behind it, but I like it. And then the last one we decide is like, what? What? Meaning – no way, Gus. I, I think you're way off on this one. So we, we're going to go with the like segments. That's likewise, like woe, or like what. Uh, he'll give his predictions. I'll give my reaction. Let's give the people what they want. Let's see what Mike likes. Uh, first, prognostication. Prediction. This year in the tournament, I'm going all the way to March already. Is there any other month? <laughs> I'm going to say yet another Double-digit seed will make the Final Four this year. Mike Randall says? Likewise. 100%. We've gone to the freshmen, the mm. one-and-dones. This is a likewise. No doubt that a double-digit seed is making the Final Four. Just like Syracuse last year, we can go back to VCU. 100% agree. The days, Gus, of this chalk bracket are gone. You have one-and-done freshmen that are very volatile in how they can react. Volatile, good good word. Senior-laden mid-majors. No one wants to play them. Oh, yeah, Arizona, the big boys. No offense, Coach Miller. Love you this year. But last year, Wichita ties into our fishy line segment. Mm-hmm. Up one, 26-8, turn the game off. Great prediction, Likewise, support it. Likewise, okay. Prediction, prognostication two. Monte Morris, Iowa State, many All-American teams, okay. He will lead the nation again 
in assist to turnover ratio, even with his increased offensive workload, Mike Randall says. Mike Randall says, like what? And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. I, I like Monte Morris. I like watching him play. Great athlete, great player. I think they're going to struggle a little bit this year. Mm. I think Morris is going to feel like he has to get a lot more shots up and a lot of yeah. points. He may force the action a little bit in the little beginning bit. of the year. Love Iowa State. Hilton, Magic, you and I have been on them. DeAndre Kane. We're still saying if um, Niang doesn't get hurt that year when they played UConn in Mass Square Garden, Correct. that they could have been the Final Four. Yep. Fine. I'm going to call you out on this one, though. Like what? I do not think he's going to lead the nation to get an assist turnover ratio, assist to turnover ratio, Gus. And I just think Iowa State is going to struggle a lot out of the gate, and that's going to hurt his end of year stat. So does that mean London Parentis could lead the country in assist? Shoot the ball, London. Shoot the ball. I mean, we get 48 percent from three. Shoot it, London. Okay. Next prediction prognostication. Kansas. Typically not a big three-point shooting team. No, you're going to go to Kansas. (laughs) We'll shoot more three-pointers than they have in the five previous years this season. How do you like that? I'm going to go like whoa on that one. I I, I, I think it's bold. I I don't know if I'm totally on board, but I I do see that potentially happening. Um, Here's why you potentially see it happening. Go ahead. Because... Last podcast, you called for Frank Mason being first team All American. I, I love Frank Mason. I, I can't. I can't say the guy is. He can be my point guard anytime. My issue is going to be with them with Josh Jackson. Okay. I, I Bill Self is a master recruiter. No mm. one can take that Wiggins, Mclemore. But as I've mentioned to you. Sometimes we get into this routine of let's let the game come to me. Let's not force the action. You're watching them and not understanding why with TCU at home, they're up two with six minutes left in Fog Allen. So I'm not ready to go full likewise on shooting more three-pointers because I feel like he could do a curveball to us in game flow and Mason attacking the basket – but I could see it happening. It's a good one. So here's here's what I think. We, we've talked about how guards are going to win uh, big games in March and big games in the tournament. And his backcourt, I think he's just going to give them the green light and trust them. So I think they're just going to be – I think they're going to – if they if they have an open spot from three, I think they're going to take it. And I think it's – once they start making a couple, look out. I think they're just going to keep putting it up. Yeah, it could definitely, definitely happen. Okay, and my last one uh, reflects back upon a couple of the first topics that we talked about. Uh I think Nigel Hayes will be the most recognizable NCAA student athlete in 2016-2017 due to both his play and to his words. You say? Oh, I, I, I say likewise. I mean, very good. He, he's, he's outstanding. We think the world of him. He, he's, he's outspoken. They're going to the Final Four. And he's going to be first team American. Ooh. So I'll, 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 there's there's your likewise. Okay, wow. I'll take your likewise and I'll raise you like uh, Fee Wynn did the other night, winning the World <laughs> Series of Poker. Uh, he raised every hand. Okay, um, I think that that's a great one. That's a likewise. So I guess so. This has been a success. I gave you two likewises. Yeah. I gave you a like whoa and a like what. And Monte, I love you. You're an explosive player, 
but with explosion comes volatility mm. and assist to turnover. A little bit more London parentis for me. London shoot the ball. All right, excellent. Uh, uh, we hope to do a segment just like that every podcast for you, where where one of us gives a couple of prognostications. I'm getting ready for next time. Ne- next one's coming, Gus. To be ready, and, <laughs> I'll, I'll have four for you. Next and, and we'll simply tell you how we like it. Uh, uh, so I'm going to say that, that that was just right, and I, I really liked that segment. Um, do you want to go ahead and uh, just go over super quickly the uh, All American teams? No doubt. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, because the AP. Uh, uh, just within the past couple of days, released their voting mm-hmm. for their All-American teams. Um, some of them predictable, some of them not predictable. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll go over the uh, also receiving votes. Sure. And um, you know what I want to do too? I, I don't know if I want to spit ours out right this second, but maybe we can reflect back upon last year's and then like just do see like how accurate was it? Sure. And maybe uh, forecast forward, like is that person going to stay on the team? Yeah, great. Does Let's do okay? it. Yeah. Um, so for the All-American team for the AP – uh, the leading vote getters were Grayson Allen, Duke, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Hart, Villanova, sure, our guy that we just mentioned, Monte Morris, mm-hmm. Iowa State, Dylan Brooks, your guy, yep, Oregon Duck, mm-hmm. and Ivan Rab, Cal. All right, I'll the, the uh, uh, and I'll just throw out the yeah. other guys also receiving votes. We had uh, the Frosh, Josh Jackson, yep. Kansas. Mm-hmm. Markel Fultz, yeah. super frosh super from Washington. Yeah. And big man who we talked about a couple podcasts back, Thomas Bryant of Indiana, who wow. you said Kareen is going to try to make an All-American, so he's pretty close. No doubt. Um, so what we want to do before we go ahead and uh, uh, you know prognosticate or, or, or predict or um, – forecast like are those guys going to be any good of course they're all going to have super successful seasons like that's not the issue mm-hmm. but we what I thought would be useful is let's go back and look at the ap team from last year yeah let's take a look and then, and then we'll comment yeah, yeah so obviously the only person on the ap preseason team that was also an all-american at the end of the season buddy healed oklahoma oh lights out the other guys all had great seasons kyle wilcher Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Some some people picked him for Player of the Year. Some people picked him uh, first team All American. He had an amazing season, over twenty points a game. Absolutely. Uh, Gonzaga Sweet Sixteen. Next player, George Niang. Oh. Talk about Hilton Magic. Yeah, uh, he, really, he, really improved. Was tremendous last season. Uh, I believe he just put up his first points in the NBA for the Indiana Pacers. Excellent. Very good. Um, George Niang, uh, unbelievable season. Iowa State got to actually number four, I believe, last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, But he was left off the final All-American team. Another guy who I think other people might have, you could argue that he should have made it on the final team, too. Yeah. Chris Dunn. Oh, no doubt. Big time score. Yeah, big time. Uh, He averaged over three steals a game. I mean, holy smokes. Uh, and then the final guy who got tons of criticism was Ben Simmons of LSU, the super frosh who unfortunately ran into injury with the 76ers this year. Um, he put up big numbers but got criticized because of the team play and maybe his lack of gumption uh, in the second half and in crunch times when a big shot was needed. Yeah, and I kind of think, Gus, that that was fair because his body language was awful. And, oh, by the way, did you see his recent interview, which is coming out, where he's talking about they were throwing Rolls Royces and all this other stuff at me? Not saying that what he's saying is wrong. I mean, if they were offering him cars, then certainly something's wrong with the process. 
I just don't like the the body language on the court. I, I you know, you've seen freshmen coming in Kentucky. You've seen freshmen coming in Duke. I just thought it was a little. Uh, I mean, for them not to make the tournament with Ben Simmons mm-hmm. says something about LSU and the, but, the Blakely too. But Blakely, it mm-hmm. also says something about Ben Simmons. I'm sorry. I I agree with you a hundred percent. His talent is can't be denied. Unbelievably talented, unbelievably gifted player. Uh, but there wasn't something. Everything wasn't jiving the right that, way. Well, that's the way to say. It. Yep. Uh, there was something a little off. I don't think uh, an outsiders like 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 you and I and and other fans of NCAA basketball and LSU basketball could put our finger on it. But I bet there was a cause somewhere. But we just don't know what that cause was. I feel like he realized the team was not going to be as good as he thought, and he just kind of bailed it in. I'm sorry. I I, I just. I, the guy's tremendous talent, great vision, LeBron-like vision with some of those passes. Yeah. But, you know, really just wanted to see more. So I felt like the last year's AP preseason team was not that far off. Was not. Because all of those guys put up gigantic numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, every single one of them, uh, I'm not 100% on Wiltshire, but every single one of them is in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, I mean, I, th- I feel like they did a phenomenal job. Uh, but... Things do change. Things do change. And uh, my opinion, Gus, is that this year's um, All-American team is not going to be as close at the end of the year as last year's was. And let me let me take you through my thoughts here, okay? okay. okay. All right. All right. I, I like Grayson Allen. Um, I do think that the tripping incidents hmm. and all that little stuff that went on last year. The that, extracurriculars. Yeah, that doesn't disappear. All right. No. So this year he's going to be asked to bring the ball up the floor more. Matt Jones did a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think his numbers are going to go down. Uh, I think he's going to have to get more people involved. I think he's a, a, a real great clutch shooting guy. Absolutely. I don't think Grayson Allen is going to be a first-team All-American. Ooh. All right. And this could tie into my, my bold predictions. I like him a lot, and he could be. But I don't think that's a slam dunk, in my opinion. Interesting. Your, your thoughts be, on Grayson? Because he was one of the leading vote-getters. Um, I, you know, I shared my opinion on how I think Grayson Allen's going to impact uh, NCAA basketball this season. I, I brought up his numbers. Mike brought up his numbers. And, like, honestly, the numbers, we said, were, were Allen Iverson-ish. But the game, no. But the numbers that he's putting up, yes. Yes. So – Will his numbers decrease with the incoming frosh once they get healthy? Sure. Will Frank Jackson share a little bit in the ball handling duties? Sure. Um, so who knows how those numbers are going to shake out? You never know with that. Um, but I might be a little likewise with you here if we go ahead and do that later, that he may not be first-team All-American. I, I do. I, I think he was the scorer last year, and I'm not sold that he can just translate to the point guard distributor mm. And maintain his first team All American status. Yeah, he's not Kenny Anderson from the. You know, I wow. So I, I think Georgia he, Tech represent. I think he will be very, very good. I don't know. I do not think Duke will be as good as they think they can be if he is. Is he is like far and away the leading scorer on the team? If he's dr- dropping twenty two a game. Yeah, I don't think that's because he's got to get these freshmen involved. Yeah, I like him. I like Grayson okay. Allen. I. I'm not sure if I'm ready. If you put a choice in front of me. I am choosing not first-team All-American. I think I would be choosing the exact same thing. We can get into this a little bit later uh, when we go ahead and do our All-American teams, but I think I'm kind of with you on that. And I think mm-hmm. the next place, uh, I'm thinking the exact same thing with, with 
Ivan Rab. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did our preview on Cal, uh, we talked about how I thought maybe he would have a little bit of a sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of some of the similar uh, elements go into the equation of the sophomore slump with him that mm-hmm. you mentioned with Grayson Allen. There's going to be more attention on him. You know, they had a lot going. Uh, they had a lot transferring out mm-hmm. and graduating or just going to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think people are a little off on him, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's like also receiving votes for third team. And again, we're not hoping for him to have a bad season. We're hoping nothing but success for him, but I just think the forecast is a little off. Can't agree with you more. I, I, I like Ivan Rab. I like what Quanzo Martin's done. He's turned Cal, got him going again. But they, lo- I mean, they lost Jalen Brown. Uh, Wallace was a senior. Mm-hmm. You're telling me he's going to step up and be the centerpiece of that team? I'm telling you, I don't see Cal as a top 20 team. And if they're not a top 20 team, Tough to be Rab is not a first-team All-American. Tough. Listen, he's the type of guy who could be a lottery pick. But Absolutely. it doesn't mean he has to be first-team All-American. I could not agree with you more. Like him. He's talented. He, I, I'm with Fu- you. Future NBA player. Future NBA player. Absolutely. A little bit of a sophomore slump I see coming. I'm mm-hmm. with you on that. Mm-hmm. I do not have him. So the first two players, I do not see his first. We do not see his first team all. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I think the I think the next player we're both going to agree that he's going to be a first team all American. Uh, Dylan Brooks of the Oregon Ducks. I love his game. I love the mid range game. I, I, I love like the craftiness. Uh, I think we did like a, a comp on him uh, last week, last time where we said like maybe Rip Hamilton. I'm, I'm adjusting mine a smidge. Mm-hmm. You know who he's a little like, but a, a little bit more conventional. Go ahead, Reggie Miller. Ah, oh, maybe not the range, but mm-hmm. like that. That like he he's a little herky jerky. He's quicker than you think. Mm-hmm. He's stronger than you think, um, and he can get his shot up pretty much any way he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit like Reggie. So yeah. may, maybe not like physically, but I think. Uh, uh, game-wise and craftiness-wise, I would compare him a little bit to Reggie. Totally agree. Listen, I talked last time about how much I love Dylan Brooks. He had the surgery. He's coming back. He's probably gonna. He's definitely going to be back from what I'm hearing for the conference play. Yeah. So he's going to miss the first couple games. I think it's fine. I think Oregon gets hot as the year goes on in the Pac-12. Brooks is going to lead the way. Love the guy. I think his range gets better. Mm. I think he sees himself now when he needs to, to really be a top pick in the NBA. Um, Dana Altman deserves a Final Four. Absolutely. He's getting a Final Four. Mm. If you're paying attention, I've said Wisconsin. I've said Oregon. you got 50% Ooh. of Mike Randall's Final Four already. Wow. Um, with you on Brooks. Brooks going to be a first-team All-American when this year's over. Now, let's also not forget the last part about Brooks is, remember the little dust-up that he had with Coach K? He's going to have that chip on his shoulder, so I feel like that's going to be a mini-motivator for him all year. I, I like that. Yeah. I, 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 why I like why that. wouldn't you and, like K, that? and Coach K was wrong. He came out and said he didn't say it to him. Yeah, we could read his lips as clear as day. Correct. And you know, Bugs Bunny, come around, you know, he didn't say it. Come on. And here's another thing about Dana Altman. It seems like his guys are smart. They say the right things. Um, so he does a good job. It's not like they were going to be ill-prepared. Dana was great in Creighton. Yep. He's been great in Oregon. They have resources in Oregon. Big time team. Basketball does exist outside to the west of the Mississippi. We talk about it all the time. You you're, you never sleep. You're up watching those Pac-12 games. Love the Pac-12 uh, games. I wake up in the morning. I get a text from, from Gus telling me how great the game was. I'm like, what time did that game end? I just didn't go to bed. Um, but you totally agree. Dylan Brooks, they got that one right. Uh, I think the next one, I, I don't know if they're going to get it right. But I, I, don't, I have no problem with him being on the team. Zero. I have zero percent problem with Monte Morris being on the AP preseason All American team. I loved what he did last year. I loved what he did his freshman year. Niang's gone. Uh, they're going to get Naz Long back. Uh, Matt Thomas is still hanging around. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they have uh, Burton is still there, so he does have some pieces to play with. But I think size is going to be the biggest issue with them. Like who 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 are they going to put down low? I know I know they're probably going to play four guards, mm-hmm. but you got to have somebody with McKay gone too. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's going to be a little bit of an issue there. I still think he's going to lead the nation in assist to turnover ratio. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to put up big numbers, mm-hmm. even with the added offensive uh, uh, duties that he's going to he's going to have. I have no problem with him on the team. I'm just not 100% sold on it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's 10 minus 7? Three. And that's the team he's going to be on All-American. He's going to be on the third team All-American. Ooh, okay. All right. All right. I, 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 again, yeah. I like the guy. I do. I, I think they have deficiencies, Iowa State. Definitely. I will get into this a little bit more next time. They're not the challenge to Kansas in that conference. No. The challenge to Kansas in that conference is in Texas. It's the state of Texas. And it's alliteration, Shaka Smart. But we'll get to that. Nice. I like Monte Morris. We got to do some sort of wager on this. Yeah. He ain't sniffing first team All American. Okay. And if I'm wrong, we'll come up with something okay. that you can do to me. Dump something on my head. I will come up with something we, that people will like. We, we, right. we don't want we don't want to put injury on anybody. I I will give you, Gus, first and second team. Monte Morris is not sniffing first or second okay. team. Love you, Monte. Great player. I just think he's going to try to do too much for the Cyclones. That's my point. And they will struggle. And they may get it turned around, but not in time for the votes to come in. Uh, last person on the AP All-American team is, from the defending champion, Villanova Wildcats, Josh Hart. The last Villanova Wildcat to be included on the AP All-American team was our the, boy. The bite size. Kerry Kittles. There you go. Uh, love that Nova team with Kerry Kittles and the crew. Um, so I think you had to do this. Is it justified? I don't know. We'll find out this season. But I think it would be silly not to include the best player from the defending champion not have and not have him be on your uh, AP All-American team. I think it would just be irresponsible, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're going to play the uh, prognostica- prognostication game, is he going to be first-team All-Big East? Sure. Is he going to be first-team All-American? I don't think so. You know, I, I hate telling you that I don't know. I, I want to have an opinion. If you really put me to the test, I'm going to say yes. Really? All right. So we're, we're, we're in different camps on this. I, I am, I, but okay. I see what you're saying. This is not a like-wise. This is I, – I, I, I get it though. It's yeah. not a like-what either. Okay. He's super talented. My issue with him coming into the tournament, he had something like 90-plus points in the tournament. He had a great tournament. Is that he just was too passive. I saw too many of the 6-point, 8-point, 10. You know, it was he scored 10, Jenkins scored 8, Archie Diacono scored 6. But you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Etchifu had 10. All right. But he did step up in the tournament. He did. And I think him and Jenkins will step up this year as well. Okay. I think he's so well-rounded and so good, and they're going to be good. They are going to be a top 10 team. All year. With all those guards. They're going to live in a top 10 all year. I agree with you. I think just by sheer familiarity, he gets on. Okay. But I, if he wasn't first team, 
I could see your, you being totally right either. He's iffy for me. But if you made me choose, I do think he's going to make it. Wow. Okay. That I, I, I was not expecting either. Why am I out of breath? I'm so tired after that analysis. Either, either it just one. wore me down mentally. Okay. So I think what we're going to try to give you guys, now that we've given you a little uh, – oh, now that we've given you a few um, – uh, of the AP All-American guys, we'll give you a couple of the guys that also are receiving votes. Yeah, uh, maybe one of those guys or two of those guys sneaks on. Mm-hmm. Um, first guy we go have to go to is uh, has to be Josh Jackson on Kansas. He was also receiving votes. He's one of the super frosh we talked about. Um, who I said maybe a little bit swifter, shakier, craftier Wiggins, uh, maybe a little better jump shot. Uh, next guy also receiving votes was one of those frosh. Out in Washington, Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. Now, people love this player, and they were very curious on where he was going to end up, and I think it was a mm-hmm. little bit surprising he ended mm-hmm. up in Washington. But uh, Coach Romar has been bringing in uh, top 10 NBA talent for the past couple of years now. Yeah. Marquise he, Chris. Yeah, yeah. He has, Gus, I feel the rum- – I'm hearing the rumblings are coming out Washington for Coach Romar. He's got that big contract. I think it's through 2020. Mm-hmm. But people are starting to rumble a little bit. Last time they won the regular season was 2012, the Pac-10. Mm-hmm. They won the Pac... Uh, it was the Pac-10, Pac-10 then. That's yeah, the last time. Exactly. The Pac-10 tournament in 2011. Um, it was a great score by him getting faults. I am not sure if I'm ready to tell you that he is going to be a first or second team All-American. I'm not exactly sure if I'm sold on Washington. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking me to place Mr. Fultz somewhere, right. I am not placing him on an All-American team at all at this point. Uh, I think fair. And here's another thing I think we can compare to. Like who was on the AP team last year? Ben Simmons. It's, yeah, I see Super frosh. Same thing. Not, a, not like the, the, I don't know, hard knocks or blue, uh, you know, a blue blood uh, – Right, blue blood uh, a program like the Duke or the Kentucky. He's out at Washington, so is he going to get the proper exposure? Is he going to be in the system that he should be in? I think there's just a lot of question marks. Right. If you're a lot gonna, of question marks. If you're going to tell me one of these two guys is going to make it, I'm going to take Jackson. I would too. Kansas is going to be big time. Macklemore was, was highly touted. Wiggins was highly touted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they're going to have room for two Kansas people on the first team All-American with Frank Mason. Excuse me. Okay. But if you made me pick one of those, listen, I can't wait to watch Fultz. And I, I think it was Norlander that wrote an article and mentioned something about stay up late, get the Pac-12 network yeah. because this guy's worth it. And he is. But you're going to crack the top 15 in the country as a freshman on a team that I'm not sure is going to be top 10-ish. What are you dropping? 25 a game? So I'm going to vote no on Fultz. Jackson, I'll probably go second team. I, I, I could see him, though, sneaking on ahead of him. But I will tell you, my friend, that the last name you have on this list, I am ready to put on the first team All-American. We, we talked a little bit about Thomas Bryant during the Indiana preview, and we we, we brought up that he, he just loves going down on the block. He really likes playing ball. He really mm-hmm. likes playing for IU. And, you know, we brought up that his field goal percentage, not free throw, field goal percentage was mm-hmm. near 70%. Yeah. Unbelievable. And – and Crean, is, it, we, we, we love Crean. We want him to put up another ladder yeah. um, and take down another net. Uh, and Thomas Bryant might help him do that. Let, let's, look, let's look at the Big Ten, right? So you, we know Wisconsin's going to be good. Down screen, back, we know we talked about them. Indiana's going to be very good. Yogi Hangover. Um, they, they have, uh, what's his name, is back from the injury last year? Blackman. Blackman, sorry. James mm-hmm. Blackman's back. Uh, 
Brian, I was not a Brian guy. And so maybe the pendulum has swung with me way too much in the other direction. Mm-hmm. He impressed me, 70%, free throw line, runs the break well. That's how you're going to beat Wisconsin. You have to have a post player. Have to. You, the Yogi hangover, the team's going to be good. I think Crean does a good job. He got off the hot seat last year. Big, big year coming from Thomas Bryant. Love Thomas Bryant. He is in Randall's first team All American. Thomas Bryant. Yes. Wow. So, I think I think we're putting together your first team All American team through these previews. Gonna, I like you're it. You're gonna get any of these people right? You think any of them will be on? This is the kiss of death. None of them are gonna be on. <laughs> Come on, that's what the people want to hear. They want to hear the All-American team. I love to hear that Nigel Hayes tweeted Thomas Bryant, well, you have no shot at first-team All-American. Neither do I, because Randall just said that. Okay, fine. Uh, Well, I think, you know what, guys? We... We really hope that you appreciate the, the, the angles, the views, and the stories that we're bringing you in this particular podcast, The Screen the Screener. Um, we can't wait to go ahead and start talking to you about some games that are going to start. Giddy up. Uh, talk about some fishy lines. Talk about some results. Mm-hmm. Um, next podcast will come to you. We'll give you our All-American team, obviously. And then we'll get do a couple of previews of the first couple mm-hmm. of games that you're going to see. Got, got some great tournaments coming up. Don't forget, Puerto Rico tip-off has been moved to Disney because of those Zika concerns. Yeah, scary. I can't, I can't wait to stop watch, start watching these games, start watch, talking about these lines with you. I, we all get it going next Friday, November uh, November 11th, right? Uh, so I think we just wanted to say thank you very much, listeners, for listening to the podcast and digesting it and consuming it whichever way you seem fit uh, and just putting it in your ears and letting yourself be educated on college basketball. Uh, we really love bringing you this. We really love presenting it to you. And uh, there's nothing more that we like talking about than this. Yeah. Please, if you like the podcast, go to iTunes. We're available on iTunes. Rate us. Subscribe. We'd be honored. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast, the Twitter handle, at S-the-S, screen the screener, S-T-H-E-S podcast. Or you can follow me uh, at Fantasy Warrior Mike, F-T-S-Y Warrior Mike, on Twitter as well. We are going with Economy of Typing. For the S the S podcast for the for the Twitter follow, we do not want you guys wasting a whole bunch of time typing out screen the screener. And any topics you want us to talk about, you can reach us on email as well at s the s podcast s the s podcast at gmail.com would be great. Also, and how about this? If anybody emails us a question at that Gmail account, we'll go ahead and answer it on the next podcast. We'll be in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. 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 We would love to give you some props uh, and uh, have you guys participate in the show. That'd be beautiful. Um, so I guess, Mike, I think the only thing we have to ask you is, does Monte Morris like to screen? He's not going to screen that much, but if he was smart, he would screen the screener. Thanks, everybody. We can't wait for the season to start. We will see you next week. Beautiful, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>